Another episode of the Feminist Mormon Housewives podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today we're bringing you another episode in the year of polygamy. This time we're going to be talking about one of Joseph Smith's plural wives. Her name was Almira Johnson. And I hope you'll forgive me. I have a little bit of allergies. So I sound, um, at least in my head, I sound like a frog. So hopefully I don't sound too froggish for this podcast. Almira Johnson was born on October 12, 1812, in Westford, Chittenden County, Vermont, to parents Ezekiel and Julia Hills Johnson. You might remember the name of her older sister, Delcina Johnson Sherman, who was also a plural wife of Joseph Smith. Both were part of a very large family and grew up with a very religious mother and an alcoholic father. Almira and her family gathered with the saints in Kirtland, Ohio, then Missouri, and eventually Macedonia, Illinois, approximately 20 miles east of Nauvoo. Almira's brother, Benjamin, became close with Joseph Smith and was appointed the agent of church property in Macedonia. So we know the name Benjamin Johnson. He's famous in early Mormon history. On April 1st, 1843, Joseph visited Macedonia and stayed at the Johnson home. Delcina Johnson, who was their older sister, married Joseph Smith about 10 months earlier and was living with another one of Joseph's plural wives, Louisa Beeman. Louisa Beeman, who would be officially known as Joseph's first plural wife, although we know he had been with other women before that. Now, watch and see how Joseph, uh, the pattern that he would do to get people kind of in on the secret of plural marriage. He usually starts with a close family member. He wants to test the waters, I think, and kind of see where people are at. So in this particular case, Joseph takes his good friend Benjamin now, who is gaining status in the church, on a walk in the woods. And this is a pattern for Joseph. So he takes him for a long walk in the woods, and then they sit down on a log. And as Benjamin recalls, quote, One morning, Joseph said, Brother Benny, let us have a walk. As he walked, Joseph explained that the Lord had revealed to him that plural marriage was according to his law and had commanded him to obey it. He had come now to ask me for my sister, Almira. His words astonished me and almost took my breath. I sat for a time amazed. I could not comprehend anything. I said, Brother Joseph, this is something I did not expect. You know whether it is right. I do not. I want to do just as you tell me. But how? Can I teach my sister what I myself do not understand? So Benjamin was very trusting in Joseph Smith. You can tell he wanted to believe it, but he was really confused. This didn't quite sit right with him at first. Joseph then promised Benjamin he would preach a sermon later that evening, saying that it would relate to this doctrine in a way that Benjamin would be able to understand. And that evening, Joseph spoke on the parable of talents, which in this case, Benjamin understood to mean wives. To him, who increased his talents, more talents would be given. But to him that only had one, the talent would be taken away. And this is from Matthew twenty five fifteen. Benjamin recall, recalls, quote, To me there was a horror in the idea of speaking to my sister upon such a subject, the thought of which made me sick. I stood before her trembling, my knees shaking. 
just as I found my power to open my mouth, it was filled, and the subject that had seemed so dark now appeared most lucid and plain. Her heart was not yet won, end quote. Apparently, resisting the idea of plural marriage at first, Joseph asked Benjamin to bring Almira to Nauvoo. She wasn't keen on the idea, but she went, and Benjamin wrote, quote, My sister accompanied me to Nauvoo, where, at my sister Delcina's, we soon met the prophet with his brother Hiram and William Clayton, end quote. Hiram Smith pulled Benjamin aside and told Benjamin that Joseph was acting in God's name. He then turned to Almira and said, quote, I know that Joseph was commanded to take more wives, and he waited until an angel with a drawn sword stood before him and declared that if he longer delayed fulfilling that command, he would slay him. The Lord has revealed the principle of plural marriage to me, and I know that it is true. I will have you for a sister, and you will be blessed. Hiram came to me and said, I need not be afraid. I had been fearing and doubting about the principle, and so had he, but he knew it was true. After this time, I lived with the prophet Joseph as his wife, end quote. Benjamin recalls a ceremony, quote, The prophet with Louis Sabeman and my sister Delcina had it agreeably arranged with Sister Almira, and after a little instruction, she stood by the prophet's side and was sealed to him as a wife by Brother Clayton. After which, the prophet asked me to take my sister to occupy room number 10 in his mansion home during her stay in the city. End quote. So Almira and Benjamin stayed in Nauvoo for three weeks and then returned to Macedonia. Three weeks later, Joseph would visit his new wife, Almira, in Macedonia. Benjamin Johnson made several statements about Almira and Joseph's marital bed. And the relationship is one of the more documented marriages with this type of information. So... Benjamin says, quote, Joseph Smith remained two days lodging at my house with my sister as man and wife, and to my certain knowledge, he occupied the same bed with her. This visit was on the 16th and 17th of May, 1843, returning to Nauvoo on the 18th, end quote. So you know that Joseph, I've talked about this before, Joseph being very busy. This is now in 1843. Joseph is doing a lot of traveling. He's going from town to town. He's visiting with these wives. He's doing a lot of political stuff. He's doing a lot of writing. He's doing a lot of preaching. He's doing a lot of plotting. And so he was obviously very busy. Benjamin also says, quote, As for my younger sister, the prophet made me the medium of his courtship, and I saw her married to him in the summer of 1843. And I further know that they roomed together as husband and wife at various times in my home at Macedonia, where he associated with one of his other plural wives and various times as he had occasion, end quote. He also said, quote, The prophet again came at my house, occupied the same room and bed with my sister that month. Previous, he had occupied with the daughter of the late Bishop Partridge. End quote. Almira would also later say, quote, I lived with the prophet Joseph as his wife, and he visited me at the home of my brother Benjamin F. End quote. So there's, there's little dispute that Joseph was sleeping with her um, in the way that a married couple understood <laughs> sleeping together um, on occasion every every time that he could steal away. After Joseph Smith's death, Almira married Reuben Barton, who was widowed with three children. The marriage between Almira and Reuben produced five daughters. Almira's first daughter, Mary Ellen, was born in 1846 and died only two years later. Her fourth infant, Almira Melissa, died before reaching one year of age. And the death apparently affected Almira's health for a long time. Almira would only marry her husband for time only, since she was sealed to Joseph Smith for eternity. 
Their third daughter, Lois, was mentally impaired, and Almira apparently felt guilty and responsible for her child's condition. She wondered if it was punishment because she had remarried. She often wondered if that was why. By 1860, her husband Reuben became disillusioned with the LDS Church, and this caused a huge problem in their marriage, and Elmer and Reuben separated. Elmer traveled to Utah with her three remaining daughters, and in 1861 settled in Parowan, Utah. Her youngest child, Harriet, died in the winter of 1862 at the age of eight. Meanwhile, still in the East, and at the 49th year of his age, Reuben was for the second time without a wife, and sadly, this time also without his children. So on October 20th, 1867, Reuben married for a third time, this time to Maria J. Carruthers, the youngest of a large family. And we don't know much about Almira's life in Utah, except that she cared tenderly for her, um, her daughter Lois, used herbal treatments for her illnesses, and had family close by in which she found comfort. Almira would go on for more than three decades in Utah, where she would care for Lois, until they both passed away in the mid-1890s. Lois passed away on September 2nd, 1893, the victim of dropsy. Lois was the last of the five daughters to pass away, and we know Almira was alive to bury her. On March 4th, 1896, and after many years of crippling arthritis, Almira passed away of a paralytic stroke at the age of 83. So... This is just one story of many stories, um, but you can see that she had a whole life outside of her marriage to Joseph Smith, but many, many years in Utah, and she lived many of those years alone, but uh, she felt haunted by this marriage, almost cursed by the marriage, so that's an interesting and kind of sad way to frame it. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Um, we will have more episodes this week in the year of polygamy series. And thank you for joining us at feminist Mormon housewives podcast.org.